You're listening to a This Day original podcast. A home for you and me. The long journey of freedom struggle finally culminated in India's independence. Listen to the story of the first Independence Day to find out more. When you dream of something, you put in all your efforts to make it happen. You want to experience your dream as a reality and not just some figment of imagination. But what if you know that you would never be able to live this dream no matter what price you pay for it or the sacrifices you make? It would remain a distant vision. This was the reality of the countless and often nameless people who laid down their everything for a dream called India, a sovereign nation whose citizens would breathe in the air of freedom and keep their heads high. Blood, sweat and tears, coiled with hope, made Indian independence possible. To live as free citizens on our own, numerous people happily sacrificed their own lives. On the foundations of anti-colonialism and self-determination, the Republic of India was born. The fight for sovereignty was not an easy one. Right from the tribal resistance of the Birsa Munda to the open challenge of Begum Hazrat Mahal, from Gandhi's Satyagraha to Bhagat Singh's Inkalab, the British were confronted in multiple ways. It was a long night of darkness and the morning only came in the 1950s. World War II, on one hand, had emptied the empire's coffers, and on the other, a new vision for human rights and humanity was being constructed. Colonialism had no place in it. It did not take the Labour government in London that occupation of India would only get difficult with each passing day. The nationalist movement in the country was at a roaring ebb and the Congress's demands for representation had tipped into securing complete self-governance. There was no scope for concessions and Indians were ready to fight tooth and nail. Prime Minister Clement Attlee was left with no option and he declared the controlling strings of the British would finally be cut. A new Viceroy, Mountbatten, was imminently sent to India to look after the process of power transfer. He decided the second anniversary of Japan's surrender in the Great War would be the perfect date for this historic event. By now, multiple efforts for the reconciliation between the Indian National Congress and the Muslim League, right from the Cripps mission to Mountbatten's brainchild, the Dickie Bird plan, had failed. It was clear that with the retreat of the British, two new nations, India and Pakistan, would find a place on the world map. With Nehru's iconic speech as the clock struck 12, India was a free nation. While India's republic status was still under construction and Lord Mountbatten was the country's first governor-general, it was finally a country that truly belonged to each other. This was a new beginning and a blank slate lay ahead of us. It was important to ensure that India moves forward on the road to justice and democracy. Needless to say, not all was perfect then and not all is perfect today. This nation was released on the ideals of deep introspection and self-criticism. Remembering the struggles that got us here today is important 
but so is critically thinking about the way forward. India is a work in progress and it's up to us to construct it in a way that gives justice to the sacrifice of the people to whom we owe our freedom. For more such podcasts, articles, trivia and interesting bits of information from the world of history, heritage, arts and culture, make sure to visit thisday.app. You can also check out the This Day app on Google Play Store and iOS App Store.